The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to the lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Hope. Hopefully we have straightened out the feed with everybody on Facebook. Rob Bennett, how's the sound sound? Hopefully it's okay, but folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and always online at DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you. I can't say enough good things. If you're out and about today, there's a Trump rally this evening. Hi there, Kristen. Trump rally this evening. And if you go to my uh, Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook, we have uh, something very special, and that is Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, they're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's right off of Silver Spring Street. It's right near Branch Avenue. And they have a very special Trump pastry. First ones in the area, Ron and Melissa, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in. I'm holding up a picture of it on uh, Facebook and there it is, uh, Trump pastry. Just fantastic. Look at how beautiful that is. And why not get a nice snack pack if there's someone that you know who's a big Trump fan? Ron is making pastry great again. And uh, look at that nice snack pack where you can get a cannoli and you can get a cupcake. What else we have? A nice uh, brownie with 45 on it. Look how beautiful that is. Let's see some thumbs up on Facebook Live. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Hi there, Suzanne. Uh, just fantastic. Uh, I'm so happy for these guys. And the address is right there. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. And again, they have delicious cannolis. They have everything you need. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open till 6 tonight. Stop in. Well, folks, uh, growing up in Edgewood, I grew up on Ferncrest Avenue. Right down uh, your Broad Street as I'm heading towards the water. And then you have Shore Avenue. And Ron Shore Avenue, there was some great Edgewood families. The Bennetts lived there at one point. And then the Nichols lived there. And actually, uh, former Mayor Laffey lived on Shore Avenue. Uh, used to be Cullens. And then uh, at St. Paul's School, there was a family that lived on Shore Avenue. And it was the Cunningham family. Wonderful Edgewood family. And I knew uh, uh, Mike Cunningham and David Cunningham. And then their younger brother, Chuck. And uh, Chuck and I have gotten to know each other as we've been adults. Hello there, Brian. And um, thank you, Brian. And um, and Chuck has been on a very interesting adventure. He has been in China the past few years. I've mentioned him on the show, and uh, he posts very interesting photos, and he's good enough to call us right now. We want to say good afternoon. Uh, he's in China, and it's Chuck Cunningham. Good afternoon, Chuck. Good afternoon, John. There you are. Boy, you sound terrific. Where exactly are you, for everyone listening, in China, Chuck Cunningham? Okay, yeah, just to, um, I think you had some wrong information. I'm, I'm in a place called Shenyang, China. It's northeast China. Okay. Um, and I'm about, about 18 hours, uh, an 18-hour drive north from Wuhan. Okay, well, I got that information actually from your brother then. All right, so, so tell us about, so you're uh, from Wuhan, so an 18-hour drive. Now, obviously, China's uh, massive. I'm just trying to think, if I got in the car, uh, Florida's a 24-hour drive. Uh, D.C. is right. an eight-hour drive. So 18 hours would probably be Atlanta. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Now, Chuck, tell everyone just how is it that you ended up there, and how long have you been in China? Uh, I moved here, well, we moved here in June of 2018, and it was basically, uh, my wife is from here originally, from Xi'an, and she missed home, she was homesick, and, uh, you know, she wanted to be, you know, back with her culture, back with her, her family's all here, and there's more job opportunities here for both of us actually to make some decent money um i'm teaching english right now and she's doing the same thing so that's pretty much why we chose to, to come back here just for better opportunities and a little bit easier lifestyle i only work about like 20 to 25 hours a week so it's kind of nice i have a little bit more free time 
I don't have to work, you know, 40 to 50, 60 hours a week. So it's uh, it's been okay. And Chuck, do you mind uh, just telling people a little bit uh, what, what type of work you were involved with when you were living in Rhode Island? Uh, at, uh, I worked at Brown University. I worked yep. for their public safety department for, for many years. That was pretty much the, the longest job I had there. I, I worked there from about 2005 until right before I left. Yep. Um, and I did. Uh, I worked uh, public safety. I did security and dispatch for them. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, Chuck was, was at Brown University. I remember seeing you the morning of when I did the big rally up at Brown University for the Columbus Day protest when they changed the name. Do you remember that? Two seven nine nine. That's four. all right. Let's get to the matter at hand. When did you first hear about the coronavirus? I think it was right uh, shortly after we went on a, a break from from work. We had about a week or so off for um, for school um, because of the Chinese New Year was coming up towards the end of January, beginning of February. So we took a, a quick trip to a place called Dandong. It's a, probably about a maybe about a three hour trip, a little three hour trip south, and it borders North Korea. So uh, we had gone there just to for a couple of days, just to kind of take a break. And uh, we were coming back, and they, we were just starting to hear word of it then. So it was probably around maybe January 23rd, somewhere around there, 22nd, 23rd. Hmm. All right, because the first report was, in fact, New Year's Eve from Wuhan. Have you ever been to Wuhan, Chuck? No, we've, we've been south. Um, we've been to um, Beijing. We've been to a place called Hainan, but never to Wuhan. I've never been there. Now, do you do you speak Chinese, by the way? I mean, I'm sure I would think your wife is fluent, but have you actually? Are you able to converse? Yeah. If you go out and about and go to a store, uh, can you converse with a lot of people, or are a lot of people there now uh, able to speak English? There's some English. I mean, most of the time, um, for things that I need, um, I don't really need to speak the language. You know, I pretty much know what I I need to buy, and the the prices are there. If I have to go to a store. But uh, there's also a, an app on my phone that I use that, that can just translate from English into Chinese. That's pretty accurate. So the, I, my, my Chinese is very limited. Okay. And now, um, Chuck, what, what can you um, tell us about uh, what you're... I'm curious to hear what are you hearing or people hearing about uh, how this virus started in, the, in, in Wuhan, in the laboratory. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reports that it... It was somehow that it was because of a bat and then it was transmitted to humans. But I'm curious to what is um, now your wife is fluent. What, what is she? What is she? What are you hearing from the locals or what is the basic narrative uh, that people understand of how this virus came about and is spreading? Sure. From from what every everybody tells me that that are locals here there, they believe that it came from a bat or some animal. I don't think they're even positive here but that's what they, they're you know that's what they're hearing that it came from a bat somebody ate some kind of you know different type of dish or cuisine that they eat but more prominent down south i think than, than up here in the north that they you know very different types of food so they're saying that's what what started this whole whole virus was a bat uh, that that seems to be in dispute now how can you tell us how is this affecting just you know regular day-to-day let's start with the media coverage how is it being covered uh in the news because china is seeing it you know as much as it can be disputed and again folks good afternoon it's john DePietro speaking with chuck cunningham who's originally from edgewood and he is now living in china um how is it being covered in the news um simply because um you know in the course of things as i said it, it basically came out of china do you, are you able to watch the news? Are you able to understand it? Or does your wife translate? Or how is it being covered right now in the news? Yeah, I, I don't really follow the, the local news here. There's actually not too much, like, quality local news here that I'm aware of. My wife follows things on, uh, there's, like, a, a couple of apps that she has um, on her phone that provide some local news. Um, and it gives, like, an update on the numbers, pretty much. What they're seeing is how many are infected in different provinces and how many people have died, how many people have been cured. So it, it sounds like it's been slowing here. Um, and where I am in Shenyang, it's it's been very safe. I think there's only been 28 or so infected 
and I think maybe one one death here in Sheung. Yeah, I mean, that's in dispute, to be honest with you. And again, it's tough because you're there. Um, the word over here is that the Chinese government is not giving proper information and that it's it's far more severe than that. And that's, that's one of the problems. Uh, the CDC says they find it hard to believe that it's actually slowing in China. Uh, if anything, it's quite the opposite, that they're burning people alive um, that happen to have it. So, and then I, I sent you an article. They, they, the, the real story that is emerging here is this was being used as, as potentially a weapon of mass destruction. And they were testing a virus in that lab. And then, um, and that's really how this thing started to spread. And one of the, one of the problems okay. is, is, is not knowing, again, what I'm, I'm learning, and I had a long conversation with someone yesterday, whenever these types of things happen, and this is, the, the latest is they actually believe it could have come from an anteater, believe it or not, that that could have been the, the okay. source of the information. So it's definitely, now, can you describe, Chuck, and again, folks, good afternoon, it's Sean DePietro. We are, good afternoon, everybody on Facebook Live, there's uh, Darren and Arlene. Um, talk a little bit, you know, they believe that it happened uh, from a live animal market in Wuhan. Can you just talk a little bit? You post a lot of things on Instagram, and perhaps also, I see most of your stuff on Instagram, Chuck and China, and also on Facebook, but describe when, I mean, that's very different of anything we see here in the United States, and that's a live animal market. Yeah, there's there's not too too much of that where, where I am, but we're more, it's more of like a, uh, you know, city center, it's more like New York City. It's very developed, very built up. I think when you move to those more southern and... I'm just wondering if you've ever seen one, if you could describe it for someone uh, listening. That's what I'm talking about. Not like, not not a a wild live animal market like that. I have seen, I think you may have seen some of the pictures where the way they handle food is a little different here. Like there's, like I I can walk down my street and there's like you know, outside the butcher shop, there's like a, a pig's head just on the step. And one That's different. There was also, That's different. Yeah, very different. It would be like it's sitting out in front of like a Cumberland farm. So it was very shocking for me to see that. And it was an, another another instance, just just a small example. While well, we would go to the market nearby, and they were wheeling in like a some type of four legged. I don't know if it was a sheep or a, a goat or a lamb, just wheeling it in the, the front entrance to the supermarket. You know, had the, the head cut off, and not to be too graphic, um, but it was just something that you didn't see if you go to stop and shop. You don't see an animal being wheeled in through the front door like that. Definitely not. And I don't know, have you seen, um, listen, and we have to go by news reports. Have you seen that, I mean, there are some parts of China where they eat dogs. Have you seen some of that or where? Correct. Yeah, so you've seen that. Have you no. seen that, like, on a street, like a kebab or something like that, where if you and I go up to Fenway, mm. and I'm with Chuck Cunningham and Mike and David, and we're saying, hey, let's get a, a uh, you know, a hot dog or an Italian sausage, but instead there's there's some fried dog that we could have. No, not not where I live, John. It's, it's not like that. I haven't seen anything like that. I'm not talking about where you live. I'm just asking if you've seen any of this in your oh. travels. I'm not talking about your neighborhood. For instance, if I were doing oh, no. an interview, hold on. No. If I just if I was doing an interview with someone, I'm not talking about someone who lives in Cranston. I'm talking about someone maybe who has either visited Boston or New York. I'm not talking about your neighborhood. Just in your travels, you and your wife, and my understanding now would be two years for you this June, what you have seen in your travels that would be different? Nothing. I haven't seen anything like that. You haven't haven't seen seen anything like that? Okay. Huh. No, no, thankfully no. But on the news, I've heard where they just uh, outlawed you know, the, the sale of wild animals yes. in China. And yeah. I think there's a, a city down south where they just uh, banned, uh, like, the consumption of dogs and cats, which I think is common in some areas. Well, they're domestic. So it's my understanding, Chuck Cunningham, that. So that's interesting. You did see in the news they're banning the sale of wild animals. And what is so terrible is and they're actually slaughtering all those, especially it's pigs that I saw that they believe may be infected. But you have to admit it's a little odd, from what I understand. With some of these open wild markets, they believe that there were either bats or mice or rats that were used in the experiments in the Wuhan lab, and then because they survived and were alive at the experiment that they were testing this virus, they then sold 
those animals, as much as it may seem hard to us, but to the open markets, and that's how the virus spread. Okay, we're not. We're, I, I haven't heard that here at all. You haven't, you know, locally. No, just it's always been the, the same theme of it started with somebody consuming a, a bat that was. Okay, I sent you that article that they'd say a group of Chinese scientists suggested that it was an anteater as a likely source of the outbreak. The genetic sequence of the yeah. uh, coronavirus isolated, uh, 99% similar to those uh, from that. So th- th- it is frightening, and also they're unsure why it's being transmitted to humans and mammals and uh, birds. But also, uh, and again, folks, um, in, in, if you're listening right now, this is uh, Chuck Cunningham, who I know growing up in Edgewood, who, and also when he was at Brown University, who is right now. Hey, Chuck, just tell us again of where you are in China and it doesn't sound you know maybe there are some landmarks just so we can get an idea of the region if i were calling in and i was in dallas i would say i'm in the southern part of the country i'm you know two hours or an hour and a half flight um to florida um two hours from la um where exactly are you in china okay well we're we're really close to like north korea and uh, South Korea. We can take a flight from here to South Korea. I think it's only two two hours. Oh wow! Okay, that's that yeah, is so close. That's, that's like Rhode Island to Atlanta, Atlanta, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really close. So that's where we're in Northeast. Similar climate to to Rhode Island. Not as much snow, um, but but similar weather. And are are what are the people in your and how do you pronounce the region that you're in, Chuck? It's pronounced uh, Sheyang. It's spelled S-H-E-N-Y-A-N-G, but they don't really pronounce the N here. Sheyang. Sheyang. Yes, correct. Okay. Can you talk a little Chinese while we were chatting? Or uh, do you converse in Chinese? Or, or uh, do you more no, just understand John, it a little bit? I understand words here and there, but no, I just have had no really ambition to try to pick up anything. Okay. How is it with your experience of, and I see the photos of you teaching these young children, uh, good afternoon, Diane and Donna, uh, teaching these young kids English. What that, what has that experience been like? Oh, it's been fun. It's, it's been interesting. You know, it's something completely different than anything I've ever done. Um, The kids are fun. They keep it, you know, they keep you on your toes and it, it, you look forward to work. They're they're so cute. Even if you you don't want to do a, a you know work that day, but they're just they're always in good spirits, and it's a lot of fun. You know, we play games, and you know we're teaching them English at the same time. So right now at my school, um, it's mostly young kids from twelve to maybe you know younger to three. But at my previous job, I taught you know adults too, um, and even people that were you know getting up into their senior years. So it's it's been a a very interesting experience. You meet a lot of good people here. It's, it's been it's been fun. Now, Chuck, I um, I I, my, I have a sister, one of my oldest sisters, who actually has a doctorate in English as a second language. She mm-hmm. uh, was teaching uh, at the university in in Vietnam in um, in Ho Chi Minh City, I I believe, and. Um, they closed her university, so she had to come back to the United States. So you're saying where you are in China, they're not closing the school. The kids all come in. Is anyone wearing masks? Is anyone washing hands? So, I mean, they're talking about potentially closing. Maybe you followed in the news. I mean, in Italy, they in different parts of the world, they're, sh- they're shutting down uh, child- student college students that are studying abroad and sending the Americans home. But they are not closing the schools where you're teaching these children in China. No, that that's that's not right. I'm sorry. I, I probably should have said that sooner. There, everything has been closed since the beginning of February. We were supposed to go back after the Chinese New Year around February third, and nothing's been open since. No schools are are active right now. No kindergartens. No primary schools. The universities were supposed to go back. I think many um, from the break about March, the beginning of March, but I think that's even postponed right now. So there's no schools open. Chuck in the business, that's called burying the lead. All right, let's start with that then. So the beginning of February, everything has been closed and shut down. Take us through, give people then how day-to-day life has changed from what it was like in January to what it has like been for the past month. Oh, it's just completely different. I I haven't taken, I normally use public transportation here because driving's a little bit, um, it's just difficult, difficult to park. 
Um, so I, I take the bus, take the subway, you know, to commute back and forth to work every day. And uh, I haven't been on a subway or a bus since the end of January. How so come? That alone. It's just, I, I think they've been open for this whole time, but there was just a fear that, you know, well, one reason I, I didn't have to go to work anymore because work was closed. Um, so there was no reason for me to really be on them for the most part. You know, we have one car that we use if we have to go to the, the market or whatever. All right. So when, um, when did they but, close your school, Chuck Cunningham? When did they close your school that you were teaching at in China? Like I said, we left, I think, January, around January 20th. We closed for the holiday. We're supposed to come back February 3rd. And I think, you know, shortly, you know, maybe at the end of January, they might have said, hey, we're, we're, not, we're not coming back the 3rd because of this virus. So we might take a, you know, I think they thought at the time. All right, so that, that just so it's do. February 3rd. You have not been in school. You were supposed to open February Correct. 3rd, and you have not been in yeah. this entire month Correct. you've been off. So are, are yeah, markets Correct. open? Is is your wife yeah, working? Yeah, markets. Uh, we're all, right now, we're working online. They've all tried to, to adjust and, you know, move towards online training with different computer apps and phone apps and whatnot. Um, but it's a lot different. There's shorter hours. You know, not as many students are participating. Um, but nobody's going to the physical schools anymore. But the markets have always been open, and they've been fully stocked. Never, like, has been a, you know, a, a run on anything. We've never okay. run out of Okay, now there's no or, school. Or, there's no school, correct. and you have not been taking public transportation. Correct, yeah. Okay. Barely all right, done, hold on. Barely, no. barely, go ahead. I was going to say, all right, so no school. So you haven't worked the month of February. You're not taking public transportation. Um. And, and what about, so is everybody pretty much isolated in their homes or are, are events canceled? What else has changed or changed in the month of February since everything basically went on lockdown? Uh, really, which, nothing had, has been open. The only thing open were, were like small convenience stores where you could get soda, water, potato chips, things like that. All right, so nothing market, has been open. Nothing has been opened. Mm-hmm. Except for the, the markets, you can still get food and, like, the, the, the vegetable fruit stores, things like okay. that. Okay. Has there been a run on anything? For instance, do you have a mask? Does your wife wear a mask? Uh, do you see people? I mean, normally, just in day-to-day, because the air quality is so poor, you see people mm-hmm. walking around in Asia wearing a mask. It sounds like everyone might Correct. be wearing a mask at this point. Yes, everybody is. You can't get into a, a supermarket now, um, John, without a, a mask on. You can't go anywhere without a mask. Can't go out. You can't go anywhere without a mask. And and again, folks, good afternoon. Where um, Julie? Uh, let's see, Jody. Judy is asking, how do you shop? How do you shop then? Do you or your wife just go to the? And when you say the market, see, we think of like a stop and shop or Shaw's or Dave's or things like that. Are you saying that traditional? Supermarket, or is this like more of an open air type of market that one might see, like in a Boston or New York? They they have they have both, but those open air markets are, are pretty much shut down once this all started uh, snowballing out of control. So those open air markets are not open, but small little fruit stands, like little little stores. Okay, so th- stores, those are those are open. The the larger do they have larger type of grocery stores, the type that we have here? They do. They're very similar. Very you similar. Know, they're, but they're you're saying those are shut down? No, those are open. Those, those are, are always open. stayed open. All right. Nope. Now, when do you have any information on when the schools might reopen and you may go back to work? Uh, I heard uh, one of my supervisors today mention that we, we might go back in two or three weeks. They, I don't know if you saw on the news, but in, in Cheyenne, they lowered the, the threat level for this virus from like an extreme high, I guess is level one, but they dropped it to level three, I think last Saturday. Um, and I, they've actually started opening up some, some more businesses. I've seen restaurants open back up and people are actually sitting down and eating in them. They are. I, I don't but, know. And that's new it's, it's because you're saying for the month of February, basically everything was on lockdown. Mm-hmm. That, that just happened, I think, within the last three or four days last three or four days now i want you to understand see that what the chinese government is telling the people is in dispute within the united states because they're saying they're ordering the people to go back to work um you know and Mm -hmm. it's not safe so i think until you hear something 
uh, positive. You're saying you're hearing maybe two or three weeks, but there's been no official word on when you would go back to school or go back to work. Correct. Okay. Now, Chuck, and again, folks, it's Chuck Cunningham is on the line with me. He is from Edgewood, lived in Rhode Island, worked at Brown University. He is in China. He's been in China since June of 18. Now, Chuck, do you and your wife know of anyone that's come down with the coronavirus? And what are you, are they warning people as far as symptoms? For instance, you know, you and your wife, what, what would lead you to being nervous around someone exhibiting what type of behavior? Um, just the just the basics. I think they, um, you know, a, a cough, obviously. Um, there, what should approach this that, that people have no idea? So I, again, when when like when we say just the basics, that doesn't people don't know. We don't know as much. So just what what like just start from you are telling this to someone who who doesn't know anything about it. They've never seen it, anything like that. So what what is what, is, what comes across as? As you say, like, what what are some common symptoms that people are told to look for? I think initially they said a, a, a dry cough. It might lead to a, a fever. Um, All right, so if Chuck Cunningham to- sees someone with a dry cough, that's someone you want to avoid? Yes, exactly, okay. yes. And, and what else other than a dry cough? I mean, visibly, I don't think there's too many things you can you can see. Just uh, you know, anybody that would seem as if they had a, a common cold, I think you would want to avoid. And okay. then a fever, if you're if you're looking for yourself. But if you go to the markets, John, they're they're checking people, they're checking their temperatures as they go in. Um, I don't know if that's helping. If they if they're you know if they're not. Oh really? Symptoms. So they check your. T- if you want to go into a market, there's someone there and they check your temperature before you walk in. Correct. Yeah, they How? have these handheld. That's unbelievable. It, it's some type of some type of handheld digital thermometer. They usually either put it on your wrist or on your forehead. So you cannot go into a market. Well, if you want to enter a store, there's someone there taking your temperature before you go into the store. Correct. Yes. Wow. And I guess if you show right, show any signs of having a fever, you're you're not allowed in. Okay. That's very significant. I want you to understand, it seems that that now seems no, the new normal for you. For us, this is the first time we are hearing that. So what I'd like to, and I don't want to keep it too long, but I just want to try to pull out or whatever, just try to have you explain what are some of the other new normals or adjustments that you've noticed in the day-to-day. That's very significant. That's very significant. Um, that there's someone there you can't just go about freely. Are there any other things that stand out? Now, your wife is from there. Does she have any relatives that have come down with it or anything like that? No, definitely. Nobody's so All right, stick with the store then. So you go to the market, but you can't get in the market. Everyone's in a mask, and they take your temperature Mm -hmm. before you go in. Anything else? So same thing. Is that the same thing for a restaurant? Yeah, however, they, they haven't been open until just recently, and we haven't right. really... I, I don't think, for a temperature, you can go in, they were allowing people to go in and, and have takeout. You couldn't go in and sit down and eat, but you could go in and, take and order. It. Okay, and, and but that's pretty... But sig- no, no checking the temperature. No checking the temperature there. Has there been a run on anything, Chuck? Because we're already seeing in Hawaii right now, it's actually the rationing toilet paper. Has there been a, a, a run on anything? I've seen nothing like that here, no. no. Initially, the, the masks the masks were a problem at first, but um, it seems like that's kind of recovered now. I think they, they have enough now. Okay. Are people wearing them. gloves? Do you wear gloves when you go out? I don't. You know, we're pretty, we're pretty cautious. I, you know, I don't touch my eyes, don't touch my nose, don't touch my mouth. When we get home, we pretty much take all those clothes off, put them right in the laundry, and, you know, either shower right away or wash our hands we, we try to you know be extra cautious have you had any thoughts about leaving there and coming well actually right now i don't think you can right the united states isn't allowing any flights from china or anything like that i'm not even sure i i thought about it um you know initially but then there was a concern that you had the 14-day quarantine yes that's right in, in america so and you know my, my wife wasn't too keen on understood and, and now chuck have you and again 
we're speaking with Chuck Cunningham, Rhode Islander, who now he lives in China. Chuck, what about a hospital? I mean, have you, what are the doctors like? Have you been near a hospital? Have you seen a hospital? Um, anything, you know, what, let's just say you weren't feeling well. Where, where would you, let's just say your wife wasn't feeling well. What, what's the next move? Where do you go? What are you told to do? Uh, I think we would have to go to just uh, the, one of the local hospitals here. There's an international hospital. I think we could go to initially um, that would be open for us, you know, because I'm, I'm American. Um, and I think they have specific hospitals that are dealing with this type of virus. So if, if I showed the, the signs for that or they tested me there, they would move me to this specific hospital. Okay. Deal with that. Do you know, when did this start with, uh, so are there, how many people are at, you know, if I, you want to go to a grocery store, there's someone standing there and you can't get into the market. How long does it take them to check your temperature? How many people are working that? Are they people working for the government or the market? And how long, when did that start? Uh, that probably started maybe maybe three three weeks ago or so. And there's not many. There's normally like one or two people at a, at an entrance. And it's it's been very quiet. Not okay. many people are, are moving. That's very They're significant, really- though. That is not that is something I have not heard, and I follow the news very closely. So just you know, now, folks, I also we're talking about the coronavirus, and I'd sent Chuck this early research uh, suggests the virus closely resembles a known coronavirus harbored in horseshoe bats, according to Ian Jones. He's the uh, University of Reading in England. What is not clear: the steps that move the virus out of the bat somehow and into a man. The virus origin has been the focus of other theories. In an interview on Fox, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas suggested the coronavirus came from the laboratory in Wuhan where the outbreak emerged, uh, raising the possibility the virus was a leaked bioweapon. Now, my question, Chuck Cunningham, have you heard of the horseshoe bat and have you heard about that this was um, it came from a leaked bioweapon? I, I think I, I heard about the, the bat initially. I think the first thing I heard was a snake. Then I heard a bat, and they seemed to everybody seemed to think that that was the, the, the main cause was a bat that somebody consumed. But the, the bioweapon, I, I, I haven't really heard that here. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would, but that seems to be a strong <laughs> theory of, and it's interesting because now the Chinese, they also see, they eat snakes, correct? Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll eat pretty much anything. Pretty much anything. And that's part of this This whole, from what I understand, the, the real, I talked to someone kind of in the know, and they claim that this Wuhan laboratory, that they were working on a virus to use as a bioweapon. And they were testing it on different animals, like an anteater, like a bat, uh, like a snake, like mice, and... Some of the people at the lab in Wuhan, China, sold the animals that lived. They somehow thought, oh, they must not be infected with it. And they sold it in one of those um, live animal markets. And that's how it started to spread. I won't go on and on about it, Chuck, but what's also very, very suspicious is Iran is basically a closed country. And if you follow it on the news, the vice president of Iran, who is an ally of China, he has died and was contaminated from the virus. So there was certainly some theory that Iran was involved with the Chinese trying to come up with um, um, coming up with a virus to use as a bioweapon. And that's why they've had an outbreak in Iran. But I'm going to assume because of the Chinese government, you have not heard that information. No, that's never. I've never heard that. You haven't heard that. But one thing we do know is this laboratory in Wuhan. In uh, Wuhan. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it is interesting that in these uh, open uh, live markets that basically someone put the only four-legged thing they won't eat is a table. Um, but it, it is. It is different than whether it be snakes or mice or rats. I just read that live. That is kind of funny. Thank you. Anthony Kingman. The only thing they won't eat with four legs is a table. But from what we understand, they, so they were doing uh, in a, um, a test in this lab in Wuhan, and they were doing it on an anteater, and that anteater was sold to a live market, and apparently, so they eat 
anteater, and then it was through that virus, then it spread to everyone. But one thing, Chuck, and again, folks, it's Chuck Cunningham. He is in China, Chuck in China. Uh, that was without question is it did start in Wuhan, and it would seem to be that somehow it came out of a laboratory in Wuhan. Is that fair? It's, it's possible. I'm not sure if it came out of a laboratory. I, from what I'm hearing, it's, it was because of somebody consumed some type of infected wild animal, and it mutated from there. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, anything else? Uh, your brother Mike Cunningham is watching. Uh, any message for friends and family uh, back here in Rhode Island that obviously, you know, it's starting to take effect here. It's having effect on the world markets. I'm looking at headlines. Outbreak bigger. Spreads to 60 countries. Risk upgraded. Uh, the stocks are being now, affected by it. Go ahead. I just wanted to add one thing. There's something I heard today. You mentioned Iran there's a, a friend of mine from there who's teaching here in China. He moved to a place north of here. It's only like six or seven hours north of here, and they've locked down some districts there where they're not allowed to leave. And he said that he has to literally, it's like a gated community. He has to go to the gate and ask, like there's a, a security officer at the gate, if he wants food, if he wants to get fruit or vegetables or eggs. He, he basically gives the security guy a list of things he needs, and he goes and gets it. They're not even letting them out of the community. And that's only, you know, a short short distance from here. Well, I'm looking at concerning. it. That is concerning. And I'm just, so, just so you know, because it is tough with where you are to try to get proper information. And I mentioned my sister who was in uh, in Vietnam, they closed the university there, and she had to fly home. A lot of uh, abroad programs, students, American students that are studying overseas there, Last fall, my middle child was studying in Florence. They shut down the program. Rome is uh, one person in Rome had it, went to a hospital in Rome, apparently infected 35 to 40 people. But Chuck Cunningham, I'm looking at right now, World Health Organization, which is WHO, said today they're increasing the risk assessment of the coronavirus, which has spread to now 49 countries in a matter of weeks, very high at a global level. We're at the highest level of alert our highest level of risk assessment in terms of spread, in terms of impact. Um, this is a reality check for every government on the planet. Wake up, get ready. The virus may be on its way. You need to be ready. Uh, your citizens have to be ready. The world can still avoid the worst of it, increase risk. Um, still trying to contain the virus outside of China. There are now 4,351 cases across at least 48 countries confirmed, 67 deaths. Two dozen countries have reported only one case. Uh, most can be traced still to known contact or cluster. Um, they're still talking about, so now Denmark, Lithuania, the Netherlands, Nigeria, uh, all linked now. See, they're linked to Italy. Um, and at all, 19 cases outside of China. Uh, but it all seems to go back to, um, uh, and I'm seeing what we've clearly done, as you've seen in China and Singapore, it's slowing the virus down and allowing us to get ready to prepare. So hopefully for you and uh, your wife and her family, Chuck, that that, uh, that China, maybe it is uh, the worst of it. But that sounds, that's, that's very alarming what's going on with um um with as far as uh, just, the you know, your friend that you know. Who deals with Iran? Yeah, they're basically in lockdown. Yes, yeah, it's called. Uh, I think it's da, da Ching is the name of the city. Okay. Hey, by the way, I let you know. As well. What time is it where you are right now? Uh, what time is it? It is. Well, here it's quarter, quarter or two one. in the morning. Quarter or two in the morning. Quarter right. two in the morning. So you're up late. All right, I'll let you go to sleep. Listen, Chuck, it's great to <laughs> talk to you. Very, very interesting and informative. Stay safe. And if this is okay, we'll, we'll talk to you again as we go through this. But uh, some pretty dramatic things that how life has changed. And it sounds like the schools for the next two to three weeks still are going to remain closed. And uh, we're going to monitor this thing. But you've been, uh, you've been terrific. It's good to hear your voice. And uh, be well, and we'll talk to you again soon. Same here, John. Thanks so much. All right, Everybody, folks. hello. That's right. There he is, folks. Chuck Cunningham of Edgewood, formerly of Brown University, uh, right here on the John DePietro Show. So very, very serious now. Now, that's different from what he said. And again, folks, it's tough. There's certain information I'm trying to get out of him. How about that? Picture you're going into a grocery store and they take your temperature and you can't go in the grocery store if you have a certain temperature. 
that's definitely different. That's something we don't have right now. Everyone, you can't go in without a mask. And, um, uh, you know, and it's what I what I said yesterday. And that is that you want to treat this the way you would the flu or you want to treat this the same way of preparing for a possible snowstorm, uh, which is just to have enough items, have things like that. And then you just kind of proceed from there. All right. Terry Gorman is going to join me coming up at one. And then between now and two o'clock, I have tickets for Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly is going to be uh, going to be at the Providence Performing Arts Center. Tickets are on sale right now. You can call the box office at 421Arts, 421Arts for Hello, Dolly or online at ppacri.org, at ppacri.org for Hello, Dolly. Ma, when are we getting the heat back? As soon as... Local propane company. Delivers. Last time that took three days. At least it's not as cold as inside. I'm propane man and I got a plan. I'm gonna help you with your gas. If your service is lame, we don't play that game. We're gonna be there in a flash. If your heat is out, just give us a shot with a company you can trust. Brittle maintain that we keep it a green. You can always count on us. Propane plus. Propane plus. Propane Plus. Folks, Propane Plus, they want to be your propane supplier. That's right. Call them 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Tim Johnson and his family, Propane Plus. Two locations, Rehoboth and also East Greenwich, Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. Propane Plus, underground tanks, full service, automatic delivery, extensive selection of tanks, all propane appliances, satellite tank monitoring, locked in rates through the Plus plan, discounts for builders, installation and service for heaters, generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, boilers and furnaces. You can depend on Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209 for over 60 years. Tim Johnson and his family, they have been the leader for propane in our area. Call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. How would you like tickets? Jeff says, DG, traveling all week, 195, sneezed. Uh, some people stink to, well, you know, it's very serious. That's why a lot of people are going with, uh, with the mass, uh, Chris, who's telling the story. So very, uh, very uh, interesting hearing our friend Chuck Cuttingham, who's over in China. All right, but tickets for Hello, Dolly, if you'd like to go. We're going to give them away next hour. So be listening. I'll tell you when to call. We're going to do a ladies-only high-low contest uh, and give away the tickets for Hello, Dolly. It's a great show. Where are my tickets? I have tickets right here. Here are my tickets for Hello, Dolly. And I want to give them to you. We have some tickets to give away. There it is. Hello. Wow. Oh, my goodness. These are much more expensive seats than I thought. All right. We're going to give them away. These are $200 seats uh, next hour for Hello, Dolly, at the Providence Farming Arts Center, the Taco White Family Foundation Broadway Series. All right. 766-1380 is our phone number. Terry Gorman's going to join me at 1, and we'll have a lot more ahead on the coronavirus right here on the John DePietro Show. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Hey, Gilmore Furniture, folks. The weekend arrives. And I have good news. The sale continues. There's Johnny Skeff. Look at him up at the crack of noon. The sale continues. President's Day sale at Gilmore Furniture, Post Road in Warwick. Stop in and see Steve. That's right. The sale continues. 
at Gilmore Furniture. What do I mean? Everything is on sale. Call them at 737-0100 for your home. Stop in and see my friend Steve at Gilmore Furniture, right off Route 37, right down the street from TF Green Airport. It's Gilmore Furniture. Everything is on sale. The President's Day sale continues. Remember, it's free delivery, up to five years, no interest, American-made furniture. How about for your home? A new living room set or recliner or a mattress. Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and see them. See Steve. Again, a nice recliner for your home or a new living room set or a mattress. And they have the double-sided flip mattress where you get double the life out of them. Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and see Steve. The President's Day sale continues for crying out loud at Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and say hello, hi to my friend Steve. Post Road in Warwick. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. My Paul Massey, my Paul Massey ride. Paul Massey Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. My Paul Massey ride. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price. Only at Paul Massey. Freezing last night. It was freezing last night. And now they're saying March could be a cold month. Folks, let's make sure the heating season remains. Let J.K.L. Engineering... Design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. Now, you're saying, now listen, no gas, no problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. You know, JKL can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates on the market, new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. For 50 years, JKL's reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial, call J.K.L. Engineering at 401-351-7600. Remember, license in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. If your heating system is not working as efficiently as it should, call J.K.L. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Hey, folks, you just heard my interview with our friend Chuck Cunningham. For those on Facebook Live, he's on Facebook right now. Hi there, Chuck. Look at that. He's in China. He's staying up. It's almost 2 o'clock in the morning in China. But if you want to, I'm saying that for those on Facebook Live, if you want to feed him a question or touch base with him, what have you, there's our friend Chuck Cunningham. We will have that interview posted just a little bit later. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro as the virus. Um, we'll give you the latest now with the, the 2 o'clock news of what's going on. I believe, Natoire, this is so significant. I mean, the next couple of days, look at what's happening just on the calendar. Tomorrow is South Carolina. And it looks like former Vice President Joe Biden is Biden is back and he should win. He has no money for Tuesday. The next couple of days, tomorrow, South Carolina. Tuesday is Super Tuesday. On Wednesday, we're going to have a very clear idea of where the election, the Democrat now, is going to land. Um, how about Bernie Sanders? You know, I did, I was speaking with someone this morning, and they were saying how Bernie Sanders is, is he, he's 78 years old. He had a heart attack. 
and he's out there shaking hands and crowds and everything else. I mean, that is problematic. The virus, of course, no, of course, there's no reason to panic. But folks, you got to wash your hands. You have to be careful. If you don't feel well, you have to stay home. For those that it's like someone that here's the thing. Someone's like, hey, listen, what's the big deal? It's like getting the flu. If you haven't, if you know anyone that's ever gotten the flu does kill people, by the way, people that have compromised immune systems every year, people die from the flu. The elderly die from the flu. You do not want to get this virus. What's also uh, difficult, there's uh, Chuck Cunningham. Look at that, communicating. Folks, he's our guest right now on Facebook Live. You just heard him. Chuck in China uh, is communicating and uh, conversing with different people on uh, Facebook Live. So go to my page, John DePietro Show. <coughs> you don't want to get, I mean, I've never had the flu. I always get a flu shot. But when I've done programs talking to people on the air, people talk about for two to three weeks, it is like a truck hit you. Your hair hurts. You are so sick. And for, for people that are older or have problems with their health, the flu can kill you. What's also frightening about this coronavirus is people, it then, they, they get clean from it. They finally get done with it. And then it, it, you know, comes back into their system. So how much of that can you take, for crying out loud? But the campaigning, that's problematic. That is definitely a problem. Now, next hour, you're listening right now. Folks, again, we're going to have the interview with Chuck Cunningham posted a little bit later today on DePetro.com. Goes to the website next hour between now and 2 o'clock. Look what I have in my hand. A pair of tickets, you and a guest, to see Hello, Dolly. Next week at the PPAC, these are great seats. If you know of someone, hey, I know so-and-so would probably love that show. I'll tell you how you can win the tickets next hour. We're going to start off with Terry Gorman. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the two o'clock news we're going to get an update with the news we're going to talk to terry gorman and then we'll talk more about uh, all the developing uh stories that are out there and obviously we'll get the latest on the coronavirus folks if you were listening to the program yesterday i was right uh not that it's a huge deal but i was right as far as uh i had said that there were if you were listening two people in rhode island that had it now we find out there are two people that have been tested for it. Um, so the Department of Health did acknowledge yesterday, because of the show, and thank you to everyone that was uh, giving me information on it, that there are people in Rhode Island. Raimondo's been nowhere on it. She is, in fact, instead focused on the Bloomberg campaign. The other thing that also annoys me is the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, um, this um, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, Her statement, again, in the morning paper, I I just find it ludicrous, where she talks about, um, let's see, um, this business of she is, she was the one that was initially throwing out this this business that somehow um, it was racist if you were fearful of people from China. And that that is just ludicrous. That's where it started. There's nothing racist about that. Um, I mean, it started from China. That's why we were stopping the flights. So and for some reason, she keeps talking about that, that, um, you know, let's not it's racist to be fearful of people from China. Excuse me. That's where it started from. There's nothing racist about it. It makes common sense. All right. Hi there, Kathy. Folks, you don't want to miss next hour. The power hour is ahead. We're going to talk with Terry Gorman, our segment, Illegals Among Us, and the latest on the coronavirus. I have new information about it in Rhode Island. You don't want to miss it next hour, plus tickets to Hello, Dolly. Official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI, Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. WNRI.